0: up everyone. Welcome to the 250th episode of the Pokémon podcast live on Twitch. The sponsorships are just out of control. The amount of money Twitch is paying us right now to do this is unreal. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm your host SBJ and hopefully you can hear me. If you can't, I I apologize. I'm actually before I introduce anyone, I am just going to make sure that you guys can hear me. Uh, because for our non twitch watchers we are doing this live on twitch and yeah that's those are words i'm gonna switch back here okay i am your host sbj this is the pokemon podcast it's super effective and to my left on the stream i have travis it was a flip
1: of the coin for me to know if that was actually going to be me or Will because I have no idea where I am in the stream. I decided that because we, were, we hit 250 episodes I, I was sort of in a nostalgic mood so I went to see how long ago it was that I joined this show and it was almost in a month it will be six years ago and that is because I'm 24 years old that's quite literally a quarter of my life. How weird is that?
0: Baby, baby This special episode, we will read Travis's original email. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I heard my mouth was not... I have been dreading it. (laughs) I heard my mouth was not synced to my vocals, so I uh, hopefully fix that now.
2: Uh, To my right, I have Will... So I had two things to say. One, I was concerned that people might think that I have given up on diet and exercise just because I don't talk about marathon training all the time, but that's incorrect. I still go to the gym six times a week and I've just been doing a lifting program. And the other was I was considering replacing, instead of having my face on the video, putting up a Vanguard card and just having that be me for the whole show. But I decided not to do that.
0: It's a bummer. It sounded like a brilliant idea.
1: <laughs> Isn't that something from Infinite Jest or some other David Foster Wallace thing where in the future there there's camera, there's like video calls, but everyone just starts putting up little pictures instead because they don't want to be seen? Isn't that a thing? I don't think, I think that's from Infinite, think Jest, Infinite Jest, but it
2: could be from one of his other writings. Infinite Jest was very about like the 80s, 90s. So, okay. some Some other story by the former david foster wallace (laughs) all right well now we have that settled
0: glad that's packed up that's in the bag what do we have for you guys i should i should lay out the show shouldn't i uh so we're gonna do our off topic thing like we normally do and then we are going to tackle some pokemon news and then after that we have our main topic which i'm not sure uh what that'll be quite yet (laughs) we (laughs) Episode 250, yay! Yep, 250 episodes. And then uh, we are going to do Pokemon of the Week, but before we get to Pokemon of the Week, uh, we're going to answer some questions in the Twitch chat, uh, whether that's Pokemon or non-Pokemon related, we'll go ahead and do that as well. And I heard my voice slash video is still off, so I'm going to try to adjust that, and... Uh, If you are watching, you can use the hashtag PKMNcast for it to appear on the stream below Travis. That's a thing. It kind of works, it kind of doesn't. So we'll do that, and I will continue to monitor, chat, and adjust any audio from there on out. And yeah, so before we do
2: news, Will, how was your week? I mean, it was great, but I just had this amazing realization. You got a This is Fine Dog too. Yeah, I do. Can you see it? I don't think... I can see it right over your shoulder. You tell them
0: about the This Is Fine Dog. I will go get the This Is Fine Dog because they can't see it on stream because it's cut.
2: Oh, all right. Well, yeah, the This Is Fine Dog comes from... And if you actually do just a web search on Know Your Meme for This Is Fine Dog, you'll actually see the original comic strip and it's a little dog sitting in a burning house and you see all the flames around and the dog says... Uh this is fine. I am okay with what's happening right now. <laughs> Everything will be all right. And he just continues sipping his coffee until, you know, the inevitable consequence of being in a burning house occurs. Um but the artist, the original artist wasn't making any money off that very popular internet meme of this is fine dog, so worked with someone to make a uh plush stuffed this is fine dog on Kickstarter. And it turns out we both bought one, and I keep one in my office because that is the most accurate description of my work life: um, the building burning down around us, and everyone's enjoying their coffee.
0: Yeah, I first off, one of the best kickstarters I think I've ever backed. Secondly, it shipped really, really fast, and thirdly, uh, third thirdly, they gave you
2: bonus stickers. I
0: got the bonus stickers.
2: Uh, this plush is really big. It's really big and it's really soft. It is pretty. It's soft. really, really soft. Soft, very soft. Yeah. If you look on my Instagram, you can get a sense of how large it is uh, versus eight and a half uh, by eleven, or yeah, eight and a half by eleven paper, because there's a lot of that all over my desk.
0: I mean, people tell me all the time, uh, Steve, you have a small head. No one has ever said that to me, but uh, this is the head to plush dog ratio right here.
2: How many cats? How many cats? Is <laughs> this is fine I would dog? say
0: that this is fine. Dog is probably one cat big. I'd say one. Maybe 5. even.
2: I, I was gonna say like one and a quarter. I have big. I have big cats at my house. So, I, <laughs> <laughs> your cat's are about half the size of my cat. Oh, so my yeah. Yesterday, has a Maine Coon, and that thing is
1: huge. Mm, that's mm. not a real cat.
2: Mm. Um, what? What it, Maine Coons are real? They're like of a different species or something. Of cat oh my god we said cat and now my cat's coming over here and he like bites <laughs> oh no we may have to break this up in a minute oh why did we say cat so many times i went to island games yesterday and i actually got to play um games with uh, podcast celebrity Jin, um who met up with me and one of our listeners Lindsay, who's in our slack community and oh, that's awesome. Games so, for, what did you play?
0: Like, what did you play? We
2: only played Konzume Goddess, and it took us, like, four hours to play two games, but we still had, like, tons of fun.
0: For people that didn't
2: understand what you just said, what, is that, that's Vanguard, right? Nope. Konsume Goddess is uh, a deck-building game, and you play, it's basically, you pl- typically play as Norse gods versus Greek gods, and you build your deck by getting followers, in faith points, and you use those to buy warriors, and then you use the warriors to attack the other gods, and you try to get um, the main opponent god's life force down to zero. It's a lot of fun. Alright, alright. Like deck building, like Dominion? It's like Dominion, but with a lot more interaction where you're harming your opponents, or if you're on a god team, then with uh you aid your, your co-god. So, like, the main god starts with 20 life points and the support gods all start with 10 life points. And when you play team play, no god can actually die, um, except for the main god, because once the main god hits zero, that team loses. So if you're playing the support god, you like play super reckless, because you don't care if your life points get down to zero, because you can't die. That just knocks you out for five turns. So it's, it's, uh, you, uh, we got to play it sometime. All when right. you come visit, we'll play it. I like playing games. Games are my thing.
0: Travis, what's new with you? Give me the give me the load. Oh give boy. me the T down, the Travis down.
1: Okay, sure. I guess we'll do because I can't think of anything else to talk about. I guess we'll do an immigration update. I think I think the fans are like de- deportation uh,
2: update. You know, I, deportation you know, update. I, I it seems like in in these days it might be easier to get deported. I don't think that that joke is funny. Oh.
1: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm laughing <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> nervously, but. I, for the record i don't think that that is a funny joke i am so I, i'm still at the stage where i am having my education assessed as i was the other week but now i got confirmation that they've started <laughs> which i thought they had ages ago because i had sent my all my documents up to some place called Guelph Ontario to a third party that, Guelph? that uh G-U E L P H Ontario, which I assume is pronounced Guelph, which is where a third party organization operates that then assesses people's education educational creation for the government of Canada. And I sent my forms ages ago, but I just got a notification that says we have confirmed that the things you sent us ages ago are indeed the things you should have sent us. Now we'll start assessing them. So, right. one step closer. One step closer to the edge, I'm, and I'm about to break. Oh, That's a, a joke. It's, a, it's like a song. They're song lyrics. No? Oh, I know. It's like a bad mm. song, and that's the joke? Yep. Alright. Totally. <laughs> Steve knows bad music.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: The best Although I've been listening music. to
2: a lot of John Bellion lately, so I have nothing to brag about.
0: All right. I got... Dang. I got nothing new to report. That's all... I mean, I can tell you that I'm still playing Final Fantasy Fourteen. That's still a thing. Still good. I, uh, Irene, I was up at
2: one o'clock in the morning last night, and Steve was playing Final Fantasy 14.
0: I I wasn't because my internet was broken, and so I was... I could at least like, log into the game. I couldn't really do anything. Uh, hopefully, my internet doesn't break during the stream, but uh, Irene and I did get engaged in Final Fantasy XIV, and we do plan on having a virtual wedding. Not to be confused that we are not engaged in real life. I want to make that clear. I appreci- Very clear.
2: Very, Very clear. clear.
0: Very clear. We are, we are just uh, a couple in real life, but in a video game, we are, we are tying the knot Crossing the 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 cross, uh, twisting so, so the two, saying, the
2: Moogles. She um she's the one who proposed. Is that correct? Yeah, she uh,
0: said S- since one day I I may or may not propose to her in real life that she wanted oh, to uh, <laughs> uh, do. She wanted to be the one that proposed in game. So she spent two hours in Final Fantasy finding the right location and then. Told me to follow her, and then she got on her unicorn, and I have a better unicorn. Uh, it's a more rare unicorn, that's why it's better. And so I followed her. <laughs>
1: why is that relevant? <laughs> Sorry, I need to turn my game down, but that's really funny.
0: Uh, so I, we we unicorned off to the said spot, and uh, then she proposed, and uh, yeah. So uh, now I have a quest in the game to make a ring and do all that. So if you're playing, if you're going to play Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, you can come to my wedding if you want, because I think I can invite 100 people. But Can you schedule it on a free-to-play
2: weekend, please? Thanks. All right, no, I'll I'm let you know for that. when the free-to-play but... weekend... I think <laughs> you have to be can at least level 15. To... Ugh, so that's not going playing... to happen. But wait, I, we, been... the, the people need some real answers here. Because there's a, a big controversy controversy about this engagement. Did you change your species... In order to get engaged. Shame on you, sir. <laughs> I did. So I was, why?
0: <laughs> I was a Lollafell in Final Fantasy, which is this sh- short, wh- I, what is, Travis, what is the they PG? Look like children. They look like little kids. I don't know what the PG term of it. I don't want to offend anyone, uh, but they look like kids. They're magical creatures, like, like hobbits. Sort that, of,
1: yeah, like sort of elvish looking more more elvish looking halflings i guess would be the fantasy term um
0: so i i was a lalafell she was a i think a high elf or or whatever but her her character who i helped make looks looks very much like her and my character not so much and one of the reasons i went with lalafell uh and then after after the story we'll get to pokemon news for those just joining us uh so after so the reason i went with a lalafell mostly is because i didn't think Any of the other races, whether that's Highlander or High Elf or uh, Lizard Guy or Big uh, Fantastic Four Guy, I didn't think any of them looked good, and the beard slash five o'clock shadow slash hair options were not up to my liking. So in, a, in most create characters, I either want to look as closely to me as possible or just not me at all and go with something completely different like a lalafell. So I went with the Lollafell because I wasn't satisfied with the uh, white person customization controls that they offered uh, me. Irene was not having that. She did not want to marry somebody who looked like a child uh, when her character <laughs> looked so accurate to what she looks like in real life. Uh, so she said we couldn't get married unless I changed my appearance, which cost ten dollars, by the way, um, to something that looked more like me. Uh, and I was very against that. And there's a lot Maybe of benef- you shouldn't have blown all your cash on that butter unicorn. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I, that was that was a drop in a very hard dungeon, but.
1: Um, <laughs> Time is money, Steve. <laughs> Shouldn't have spent that time. Should have instead gotten ten dollars during that time. Yes,
0: uh, that's true. So uh, I was very against changing my appearance because I liked the way my LFL looked and she was very against marrying a somebody who looked like a kid. Even though the benefits to marriage are pretty great, like you can instantly teleport to your married partner which is such a huge, like, fantastic bonus. You get this, like, giant chocobo that both of you can ride. Um, you get a couple other things, but there's pretty... So
1: it's almost like real life where yeah. being able to marry someone gives you economic advantages over mm. people who are not legally allowed
0: to marry. Exactly, exactly. Final <laughs> Fantasy marriages are very accurate. <laughs> so finally, I said... That, finally, I was just like, okay, I will change my appearance, but with the, uh, with the stipulation that as soon as this wedding is done and over, changing back to a lalafell. For another $10? Yeah, for another $10. Wow. I, had one, I had one free Fantasia, so this whole marriage, besides the $20 it costs to get married in the game, which is probably cheaper than going to a courthouse and getting married in real life. I could marry you in the state spend. of
2: Maryland for free. Well, besides the legal things that you have to do, but otherwise, yes, I could perform the ceremony for you.
1: You spent almost the price tag of a full-priced video game. Well, whatever. Do your thing. Whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> baby steps, Travis. Some of us need, need a virtual wedding before we commit to the real wedding. What does baby
1: What does ba- Okay, that's what baby steps means in this context.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. All right, let's get into some Pokemon news. That was probably the best Final Fantasy. If that story alone doesn't convince you to get Final Fantasy XIV to attend my virtual wedding, I don't know what else will. All right, Pokemon news. First bit of news here is Pokemon Duel, released internationally on iOS and Android. The previous Japanese-exclusive freemium mobile game, which was called Pokemon Co-Master, has been released under the new name Pokemon Duel. It is a board game-like game of strategy and tactics using Pokemon figures. Players collect and build their own deck from a large range of figures and with different characteristics. Each player will move figures aiming to reach their opponent's goal. First, Pokemon Duel allows both online and local multiplayer. The game plays very similarly to the Pokemon Trading Figure game. And this game is available in a range of countries and it was released on both iOS and Google Play. And uh, yeah, I have downloaded the game, I have not played the game, but I do know that it sounds like it's broken, but Travis broken. played, broken as in it it's very slow, uh, I heard there was audio issues, I heard that it, it has been crashing, I heard this both across uh, Android and iOS, um, I have an iOS device, but... Like I said, I've only installed it. I have not played it. I believe before we started, Travis said that that they went ahead and installed it and tried it out. Yeah, yeah.
1: I've played through the tutorial, uh, which I realize isn't a lot, but a decent enough junk that I can tell you what how the game plays. Y- you're right that it is operating a little slowly. The thing that f- frustrated me when it originally came out and prevented me from getting more of an idea is that... Similar to the recently released Mario Run game that Nintendo put out, the first time you play it, it basically has to download the game after the app installs, and so you're on just like a splash screen waiting for the data to download. With Pokemon Duel, that meant that I couldn't turn the sound off, because I couldn't, the game hadn't loaded yet for me to then go into the options and turn off the music, so I was listening to a podcast at that time, so... I wanted to listen to the podcast more than I wanted to wait the amount of time for the game to install. So I didn't get as much of a chance to play it as I wanted. You're right that it's a little slow. I would say that the before I get into the rules of the game the UI is very similar to I don't know if they've changed it since then but when what is it? P-T-C-G uh, the, the Pokemon Trading Card Game Online, whatever yeah. that acronym is P T C G O. Yeah. i th- a lot of i feel like it has a very similar uh user interface to that which i didn't really like the interface of ptcgo it's kind of strange uh and it's similar on pokemon duel the rule set is pretty simple You're, you play on this little grid and you have these figures and each of them has uh a speed or I guess it's called a they have movement points and you can move your figures onto different points in the grid and your goal is to place one of your figures all of which are pokemon onto your opponent's goal space so you sort of advance your figures and try to take the opponent's base essentially and if you run into another pokemon you can't just walk through an enemy pokemon you have to battle them to be able to do that battles are resolved Basically, randomly, you there's a dial that gets spun uh, of the basically of your Pokemon's move set. There's a chance your Pokemon can miss, chance your Pokemon can dodge, a chance your Pokemon can use a move. If your Pokemon uses a move, the move that does more damage defeats the other Pokemon. Um, and there are also rules about like moves that are purple and moves that are gold that might take precedence over each other, but I don't really need to go into that. It's basically maneuvering units to try and take your opponent's base. It seems pretty simple, like there's not a lot of depth into it. I think the most is trying to come up with a squad of Pokemon that have moves that you can... Rely on, but like I said, I only played through the tutorial, so I don't know all the depth. But it seems like a pretty basic game. It it what it was. I don't know. I think I might play it a little more, especially now that I'm past the tutorial and can play actual people.
0: Will have you given this a shot
1: yet?
2: Nope, because it got such bad reviews on the Japanese version when it first came out. I was like, mm, this isn't gonna hit one of my time few remaining time slots in, <laughs> when I can do things i i did you know like i have unlocked every region in pokemon picross and i have almost have crowned every level in pokemon picross so potentially in another month when i'm completely done with pokemon picross i'll have time for co star or a co-duel Duel. Um, <laughs> I always thought the name Pokemon Coma Star was like a reference to like that meme that Ash is like in a coma, and the <laughs> that's like he theory. never ages. <laughs> so it's like Pokemon Coma Star. He's
1: eleven now, isn't he? Canonically eleven uh, now.
2: I I only just saw the last episode of Pokemon XYZ and cried my eyes out. Did first anime, anime really good? I, I know it's supposed to be really good. I'll start watching it soon, but. All the cartoons I watched yesterday made me cry, which was just a horrible day for me. But anyways, yes, um, he may be 11. Who knows? He lives in Alola now. As, as one the does. The theme
0: music is really good. I don't think I've heard the American theme song yet because I've watched the, oh. I watched the two anime episodes prior to them being released, like just YouTube or some illegal stream of, hey, we here's the English versions. And they did not have the intro included. Uh, I think the first two oh. episodes
2: are on Pokemon TV now. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm... I was
1: talking about the Japanese version because I've been
0: watching it subtitled. Oh, uh, okay. I haven't heard the American theme song, actually. I would be curious of what that sounds like. Uh, back to Duel, though. I I feel like this w- would be a game that I would enjoy, and I haven't opened it because I did want to. It was like I thought to myself, this is something I could see myself streaming on like a Friday night or just real quick in and out if I'm if I'm planning on playing it so I didn't want to start playing it without uh airing my grievance grievance <laughs> use uh airing my complaints let's say that word because I can say that easier on air and so I will I will wait for the first uh iOS update and then if that happens uh I will stream that and go from there I guess Second bit of news here is probably what people were more excited for i don't know maybe people were very excited for pokemon duel but that was a little unexpected but people were expecting a pokemon bank update which did bring compatibility to pokemon sun and moon a new update for pokemon bank is available players will now be able to use pokemon bank to transfer pokemon from x and y and omega ruby and alpha sapphire to pokemon sun and moon Players can use the Poke Transporter to transfer Pokemon from virtual console versions of Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow to Pokemon Sun and Moon. Pokemon transferred from Red, Blue, and Yellow will have at least three perfect IVs and have their hidden ability. Uh, Muenium Z will be distributed to Pokemon Bank users and it will be available till October 2, 2017 this muenium z allows mew to use the z move genesis supernova when held genesis supernova is exclusive to mew so there you go that's something did you see the the stuff
1: about did you see the stuff about the glitch that happens if you try to transfer a missing no up through pokemon bank through the um, no
0: but we like can get to that in a second cuz i think i have a news article okay. about that
2: uh have you guys so i was gonna say did you hear that the uh ones that you transport up get a different little symbol so that you know that they're transported up
0: yeah have either of you Mm -hmm. dabbled in the new pokemon bank i never got pokemon
2: bank to begin with
0: (gasps) what what (laughs) i don't pokemon bank is everything i I wanted in,
2: in in pokemon travis is like living in 1999 still but (laughs) in the
1: distant future of the year 1999
2: i am going to finish my regional pokedex on pokemon moon completely within pokemon moon before i attach it to pokemon bank
0: man see travis is travis actually lives by candlelight too that's why his his (laughs) camera is so dark. dark
2: he pays actually, for i just have a really bad webcam he's actually in uh cloverfield uh what was that movie oh no why can i never remember the name the sequel to cloverfield, 10 cloverfield
1: lane 10, 10 cloverfield lane
0: that's that's where he's living right now <laughs> he's under 700 feet of ground right now in that's that's a really good movie it is a
2: good movie came out of nowhere uh it's really good until the last like half hour. What? Whatever. So okay, wild. wait, no, this, is not, this is not Pokemon <laughs> bank update, so we have to talk about that some other time.
0: I, I did update my Pokemon bank last night, and I transferred all my Omega Ruby X Pokemon from bank to sun, to sun, and then transferred them all back, and then realized that really didn't do anything. I think it filled out, like, Maybe 30 or 40 Pokemon that was missing. So, the good news from what I've gathered from last night's Pokemon bank is that I only need 101 more Pokemon to complete my Alolan Pokedex, which seems pretty doable now. Uh, opposed to, I think, prior to that, I needed, like, I needed around 140. So, that's a little bit motivating. In the slightest, I suppose. I thought though that I read, and maybe I was wrong, that the, once Pokemon Bank updated, you wouldn't need to transfer Pokemon to the game. It would just automatically read what's in your bank and apply that.
2: Yeah, I had heard that there's like some sort of synchronization that goes on that automatically updates your in game Pokedex with all the ones from Pokemon hmm. Bank without you having to physically move them into the game and out of the game again.
0: So maybe, maybe it did that right off the bat, and me dragging 14 yeah. boxes to the game and then dragging them back was useless? Uh, I'm not sure. Completely unnecessary? <laughs> uh, I'm just talking about what consumed about a half hour of my life last night. <laughs> but no, I, I was very excited that the Pokemon Bank stuff worked. This leads into more Pokemon Bank news that Pokemon Banks Mew Glitch Ban Cracked by Pokemon Sun and Moon Players. It looks like... so. Travis, you said that something about Missing No and Mew. Do you want to explain that real quick before I read this article? I don't know if I'll get all the details right, but if memory serves from... I probably saw the
1: same article you did. Uh, If you transfer Missing No from the 3DS port of red and blue, missing no, obviously being the glitch Pokemon in red and blue. The Sun and Moon won't know how to, or Pokemon Bank rather, won't know how to handle it so it'll briefly appear in the box and then disappear and that will cause the names of all the pokemon next to it to shift over one space because there was a pokemon that appeared there and then disappeared so like the pokemon to the right of where you put it will now be called missing no and then the one to the right of that will be called whatever the pokemon to the left of that was called and i don't the article i read wasn't very specific so i wasn't able to determine if that was permanent or just on that screen because i did not buy the 3ds ports but it was sort of funny to me that the they hadn't considered what would happen if you brought up Missing No, given that that is a glitch in Pokemon that has such mythical, like,
0: it's been legendary around, status. It's been around the block. That
1: you and, would and that think, they left oh, in people, the game. Yeah. Right, and they were like, people are going to try to do this. I
0: wonder what will happen in our software if they do. Apparently they didn't do that. Do you think, then this is me maybe getting ahead of myself, but do you think that So we know Virtual Console is coming to the Nintendo Switch. They said that because people asked, hey, if I already bought these Virtual Console games, do I have to buy them again on Switch like I had to do for Wii to Wii U? Even though they were discounted on Wii U, but I still think that was like a ripoff because I bought 50-some games on Wii expecting that these digital games that I purchased on Wii would last forever, but they didn't. And so ever since I got burned with that, I'm very hesitant to buy anything on Virtual Console. And that's primarily why I didn't buy Red, Blue, or Yellow. With that being said, if Red, Blue, and Yellow come to Switch, and they're PokéBank compatible, that's a po- Do you, would you w- want to see that? Do you think that's a possibility? I'm just kind of throwing that for open discussion.
2: Well, I think since that was a single-screen game, it would be a perfect port. You know, very easy to pour over, um, but I think that they're going to keep uh, the two lines with 3ds gradually dying out. So, Switch in 3ds until they're ready to release the Switch U, which will replace <laughs> everything. Switch U.
0: <laughs> yes, the old Switch U. I I would just be really into if they. It, it's not that I would be really into playing Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow again. I definitely want to go through those games again. Actually, I would prefer if it was like, I would prefer if it was Fire Red or Leaf Green. But if they finally fix this whole Nintendo account issue and have everything somewhat synchronized and recorded, and I'm not buying these games a hundred more times, uh, I would definitely be down to purchase and play that and have that stuff transferred to bank. Because now that, Red, blue, and yellow work with bank. That does... That That in itself wants me... Like, I do want to buy those games and play them now that they work with bank, but I just know that the 3DS will eventually die off It's six years old at this point. Most consoles make it to about eight years, maybe, you know, if you're PlayStation, like nine years, but... I don't want to buy those games with a new console coming out with the possibility of that new console having virtual console games and more likely the possibility of me having to buy those games again because Nintendo doesn't want to honor stuff you've purchased in the past, apparently. So but,
2: so one question I have is, so when I set up my Wii U, I transferred my Wii into my Wii U. And the Wii virtual console games that I had transferred in too, you just have to go into the virtual Wii yep. console and then go into the virtual virtual console. T- <laughs> that that is like That's the That's not so Wii- bad.
0: No, it is terrible because once you <laughs> Once you on Wii U, once you go into Wii virtual console, <laughs> it re it reboots the system into a Wii mode. So everything gets disconnected. Your friends list is gone, your tablet doesn't work i have, I have no friends it is a terrible system just let me transfer the 128 megabyte excite bike i'm being generous i'm sure excite bikes like 14 megabytes just transfer that to the core system you're are you already emulating it why emulate an emulator to all right let's talk okay, about
2: <laughs> so can i tell you something that's completely true and real besides the fact that i always laugh whenever whenever one of steve's cats walks behind him um I think Senna cats everywhere. Yeah, the
0: cats everywhere.
2: I was literally thinking this morning because I was listening to another podcast about uh, star stuff that we Wait, won't name. There are other um, podcasts, yeah, and this one's about outer space stuff. But I'm not going to give them any listeners. Um, anyways, I was thinking I want to set up a data center on the moon that hosts a VR, like a virtual reality environment where people on the Earth can go into their VR headsets and have a virtual experience of being on the moon, but because the data center is actually on the moon, their virtual environment is hosted on the moon, so they're virtually on the moon on the moon. Do you understand? No.
1: That is like the greatest idea ever. It seems like that would be pretty, a pretty expensive setup just for the joke of saying, and also our <laughs> server is on the moon. No,
2: it's, that's not how we're selling it. You are virtually on the moon on the moon. I
1: thought you were going to say that you would As set up some sort virtual, of...
2: virtual environment. That's what I'm trying to say. You're virtually on the moon mm-hmm, on the moon. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I thought what you were going to say was you were going to set up some sure. sort of like rover that could be controlled remotely and then have the people with their VR headsets actually control something that is that's on the too moon. Much. But what's the point?
2: Solar powered data center on the moon hosts a virtual environment where you're on the moon and you're virtually on the moon on the moon. That's, that's all it is. Kickstarter launches uh, March 2nd, 2017.
1: <laughs> what, about Heli- what about helium 3 powered data center? Mm-hmm. Isn't there a lot of helium 3 on the moon?
2: Possibly, but solar power is abundant and easy to obtain. Okay, all right.
0: Pokemon Bank's Mew glitch ban cracked by Pokemon Sun and Moon players. You can now get your illegal Mew into the games. Before I read this article, what I don't understand why I'm just so confused. Why there is this big hoopa about illegal? Uh, who, oh, it's I, a joke because yeah, Hoop is a Pokemon. No, okay. I, yeah, Sorry. I said, uh, oh. It was a pun. <laughs> About illegal Mews, or Mews not obtained in the right way, th- Pokemon gave us two opportunities in the last 12 months to get a legal Mew very easily. Illegal so a- Mew? A-, a legal. A legal. A legal A legal Mew, yeah.
2: Three words. A two.
0: Uh, 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 a Mew that what? is legal. They gave us two opportunities for that.
2: Do you want me to do you want to draw this out or do you want me to give you the easy fast explanation?
0: Let me read the article. Okay. A compatibility update for Pokemon Bank, the Nintendo this is from Polygon.com. The Nintendo 3D storage app has finally made software usable in Pokemon Sun and Moon, went live. Uh, although Pokemon Bank users get a special item for Mew, one of the rarest Pokemon, it is almost un- impossible to capture the creature through official methods. Instead, players play the virtual console version of Red, Blue, and Yellow, use a glitch to get Mew in their collections. I believe that glitch is, uh, you know, going to the truck, looking under the truck. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, That's a joke. But Pokemon Bl- Bank players won't allow players to move over a Mew obtained through the glitch into Sun and Moon. Unless they use this extremely complex method, Uh, Reddit has come up with a step-by-step guide to do that. Uh, Once they go through everything, they will be able to move their Game Boy game, their Game Boy version, to Pokemon Sun and Moon because pretty much what happens is Mew gets a new compatible ID number, which is what is preventing Mew from getting moved to the first place, and then they go into Sun and Moon. And this will, this will also lead into our, our last article, but there, from my understanding, there's no legal way to obtain Mew in red, blue, and yellow. Is that correct?
2: The virtual console versions, yes.
0: Correct. And the only legal way to get it back in 1999 was by going to the Toys distant R Us. The distant future. Toys so R Us
2: distribution.
0: The, the Toys R Us distribution. But there are multiple ways, not multiple. There's two ways in red and blue, to get mew. Both ways are considered illegal.
2: You have to like like do a memory overrun in part of the game, like, or something like that, like force it to to, to glitch itself out by trying to use up too many or overlapping memory spaces or something like that.
1: There's something about like starting a trainer battle and hitting start and flying away and.
2: I'm not about that. So the reason why people would want to get this into bank, I was wrong. I did 15 seconds of research and realized I was wrong because I was going to say, because the things that you bring into bank from the virtual console games uh, automatically get the hidden ability, but Mew has no hidden ability. So that, that just makes no sense. You are correct. When they had multiple opportunities to receive a legal Mew... From distributions. There was no point in trying to get one from the virtual console games. Yeah, it
0: was it was it was February last year. You could use XY, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, you could get Mew four times if you own the game if you own four versions of the game. And then if you miss that, like three months later they sent out an email saying, Hey, if you miss Mew, here's another code for Mew. There's a lot of opportunities to get Mew. I, I got my I, I have I think I have three Mews from when I checked my Pokemon bank. And you mean Mew 3 is confirmed? I got, I got the Mew 3 and I got the Munanium Z thing to do as well. I actually got two more news articles here. Pokemon Bank unlocks a strange cutscene in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh, I, I have not seen this cutscene, but uh, hopefully this isn't spoilery. Pokemon Bank is now compatible with Sun and Moon. We already know that. While the biggest selling point is the completely new expanded National Poked- Pokedex, the compatibility update also lets Players encounter a curious new cutscene with the help of some transferred over old Pokémon. Bringing over Solrock from po- to Pokémon Sun or Lunatone to Pokémon Moon, the Pokémon Omega Ruby from Pokémon Omega Ruby or Alpha Sapphire, respectfully, makes it possible to interact with a certain with a certain character in a particular way. And the, I guess f- for spoiler purposes, I won't go into what that is. I will just let you know that if you have a Lunatone or a Soul Rock from Omega, Ruby, and Alpha Sapphire, go ahead and transfer that into Pokemon Sun and Moon. And if you want more details about that, there are some threads to uh go ahead. Uh, here, I'll give you a I'll give you a I'll give you a head start. So you have to put those Pokemon in your party, and you have to fly to the runes of uh, dun, abdun Dance on Ula Ula Island. Abdu Dance. Abundance. Abundance. Uh, so those are the first two steps. There you go. Will is losing it.
1: <laughs> Although I like the ruins of Abu Dance. I Abu like Dance. Like the ruins
0: of
2: Dun Dun Dance.
0: <laughs> dun Dun Dance. Abu <laughs> Dance. Uh, so th- those are the first two steps, tr- or three steps. Transfer your Lunatone and your Solrock to Pokemon Center Moon. Soul Rock has to go to Sun, Lunatone has to go to Moon, put them in your party, fly to uh a Budu dance, and then go to Ula Ula Island. Can and... someone please
1: make a remix of Can we can we have like music
0: that's called
1: the the Dun Dun Dance? <laughs> and
0: then you know, it's just th- a
1: remix of Steve saying dun dun dance into like a <laughs> house remix. If this
0: was a live A nightcore remix <laughs> Uh, just a reminder to uh, everyone watching on stream, you can tweet or you can tweet the hashtag PKMNcast for your tweet to appear on stream. Uh, final news article here. This is like the longest news segment we've had in a while. Uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon Cheaters banned from online services. This article also from Polygon. Polygon just uh, reporting on all the Pokemon news. Nearly 6,000 Pokemon Sun and Moon players are banned from using the Global Link, the game's main online feature. An announcement on the Japanese Global Link page, the Pokemon company confirmed that players with illegal save data have been barred from going online. 5,954 players have been caught cheating thus far that typically means they've used hacks, modifications, and other means to alter items and trainer info, or that they've used, quote-unquote, illegal Pokemon in online competition or trades. It is unclear which particular cheats they are getting in trouble with. The Pokemon company, however... uh, Whoops, I said that sentence weird. And whether those uh, who simply received hack Pokemon's unwitting... Uh, are now facing the consequences too. We've reached out for clarification on what gets players booted from Global Link. I personally highly doubt Pokemon Company is going to tell you what actually gets you banned. Then people would work around that. So The penalty for cheating is a permanent ban from participating in global missions. Yeah, because those have been so great so far. Rating battles and competitions. Effective players receive an error code when trying to connect (laughs) to the internet. Uh, and use these features, the Pokemon Company also stated on Global Link site that it plans to keep an eye out for and ban additional cheaters in the future. It is a reminder that the Pokemon Company does not go easy to those who tried to play Sun and Moon and other Pokemon games. In 2013, following the launch of Pokemon X and X and Y, more than 1,500 players were banned from competing on online tournaments because they used hack Pokemon.
1: And there you go. 5,000 isn't a lot, so my inclination would be to think that it's not really something to... because the article posed the question, oh, what if people ended up with Act Pokemon that they just traded from a friend or something? Given that 5,000 isn't a lot of people, my guess would be it's a more obvious thing that they're banning. Although that's just an estimate, but uh, that would be my guess.
2: Yeah, so it's, it is it is five thousand 5,954 people explicitly, and if anybody wants to see like TPCI's official word on this, if you go to Pokemon-GL.com, they actually have in their news section uh, an announcement about this, and the language that they specifically use is um, engaged in unauthorized modification of their game data, so I think they probably have a way of telling if somebody GameSharked or otherwise modified mm. their own game, not necessarily received a hacked Pokemon in a trade, but did something to their own cartridge or to their own save file. Yeah, I so, doubt that mm.
0: anyone who received a hacked Pokemon is getting banned. I would assume that what you two said was, was more accurate, and I would I would wager to guess that it's... Probably more obvious of something like, oh, this Mewtwo has an ability of you know damp, and Mewtwo can't have that ability, and so therefore we know you've you've hacked it and you've cheated and you.
2: Hmm. I'd I'd say different. I would say that when you do your first attachment to the global length or whatever it is, where you attach your Pokemon ID with your actual cartridge. I think it does a snap of some portion of your game file, and then if you did a later connection, and they can tell that that portion has been modified in some way, they know that you hacked something. In in or the, tried in the to. file. Well, I don't think that they're banning people for being failed hackers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that there's probably some checksum in there. That it can verify against the data, and if the data's been changed, but that checksum hasn't been updated, then they know, you know, and it's it's like, it's sufficiently hidden that people hacking their files haven't found it yet, because there used to be, like, the, the, your trainer ID, and then your hidden trainer ID, so if you were, why am I telling people how to hack Pokemon? I was, I was gonna say,
1: I got so, it, the speed by which I got intensely bored and uninterested once I heard the phrase "checksum in the data. <laughs> what? Lightning, lightning speed. I was almost well, already
2: asleep. I'm just saying that there's <laughs> things you can insert into. This is important when it comes to information security, but there are things you can insert into programming that are sufficiently hidden. But the program can do a check against itself and say, all right, this has changed, but this didn't change to go with it. So I know that I am no longer I'm a faulty Pro- anyways me, 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 me. Anyways, the children cannot I, follow adult
0: topics I, <laughs> I appreciate your description of how things get hacked or not hacked uh, but yeah there's your Pokemon news a busier news week than, uh, than the last couple uh, I don't I don't really like pausing our live streams just For the sake of, I know as soon as we hit pause, we lose a bunch of viewers because everyone has short attention spans. But what we're going to do is I am going to pause the stream for about 60 seconds and then we'll be back. And we are back from our break, make sure I was actually recording that, hopefully you guys have turned on your recordings, that would be great, here we go, Travis, you good on your end? Oh, yep. Okay, cool. Um, Alright, here we are, so I have a giveaway thing set up, we'll do that in a second, but uh, before we get to that, also I need to turn this off. Oh, the managing Twitch streams. All right, so here we go. Apparently, we were gone for 159 seconds. That was way more than 60. I apologize. Uh, (laughs) uh, We will answer your guys' questions in Twitch, so please go ahead and ask ask us anything you want. We'll go ahead and answer those for you and get those out. Uh, let me see if I have any, any, I, I do have, I'll, I'll read one email as we wait for questions to come in. Cause I know how, how delayed the chat is sometimes. So this message is from Chad. Uh, I don't know if we read, read this. Hmm. I don't think so. Hi, my name is Chad. First off, First, thanks for the past year of awesomeness. I started listening to uh, around episode 200 and I've been a fan ever since. A little background, I meet maybe one of your older listeners. I am 34 and ended up with Pokemon and ended up in Pokemon Worlds thanks to my kids. I have three. Does this sound familiar to you two? Okay. Uh, They started playing Pokemon and my wife and I picked up a starter pack of the TCG and picked up a copy of X for my 3DS. This was either the best idea or the worst. We both love Pokemon now, and it's an awesome hobby and pastime we share with our children. Uh, Recently backed your Patreon. I've been on the Slack off and on. As for the show, thanks for all the extra stuff you do. Oh, he also says, everyone is kind and welcoming. I love the extra long show show mix-ups you do with various interviews. My kids love the Sun and Moon special series as well. It was nice to hear what others thought of it. Thank you so much. Well wishes to you, Travis and Will and everyone else at the i on the ISE team. So there you go. Not really a question there, but thank you, Chad, for writing in. I appreciate it. And uh, the I question- always like
1: when people say that they have their kids listen to us too, because I think that's Really cool. Pokemon is a game that's aimed for children, and it's really cool to see when the game is passed down from generation to generation as we pass our Pokemon up through Pokemon Bank from generation
2: (laughs) to generation. Well, some of us do. Well, sure. Obviously (laughs) not all of us. Yeah
0: not all of us uh so we'll we'll do some we'll do some twitch questions again i have like uh i have like magnets and stuff that these are magnets but i have stickers and everything
1: i thought they were were like i didn't because it's hard to tell from the camera that i didn't realize they were like
0: magnets i was like did you make coasters (laughs) i mean i guess they'd be a pretty thin (laughs) coaster and if you have a metal table it won't slide uh we will uh tackle So we'll do some giveaways in a bit here we'll tackle some questions now that there are oh my gosh so many questions
2: uh i don't want to (laughs) know i'm worried
0: genuine gamer says are you guys going to build competitive teams to go to events in the future Will's just shaking his head. Yeah. That doesn't come through in uh, in audio form.
2: Oh, well, okay. So, because I was waiting for you to finish the question. Um, I usually like to attend at least one regional a year if I can. Hopefully something close to DC. Um, and outside of the realm of Pokemon, the company that makes Cardfight Vanguard has really messed up their competitive regionals and everything this year so it's m- even more likely that i'll want to go to a pokemon regional and it gives me a chance to hang out with uh some of my friends so i will most likely get one team together and come to at least one regional and i will let people know which one that's going to be when that comes around uh Travis? yeah
1: similar thing for me yeah similar thing it's i was mostly working on finishing my and pokedex which I only need to remember to actually ask my girlfriend to trade me her Lunala and then trade it back again and then I'll have completed my and pokédex and then I'll I'll start my team. I think I've settled on the squad I'm going to use after playing a lot on Pokémon Showdown. It's not that exciting. It's you know cuz sometimes you just want to win. So <laughs> so it's nothing. You know I started with a a team that was doing very well. It had weird stuff like Bruxish, and it had um, uh, uh, Beware, and it was doing pretty well um, on the lower ladder. Like, it was crushing on the lower ladder, and then when I got onto the higher ladder, it stopped doing well, which is sort of the opposite of what the current team I ended up with was doing. It wasn't doing very well lower, but once I got higher, it started doing well. The One, I think I'm going to make centers around um uh choice scarf vanillax to just uh use blizzard a lot and then ha and that's the only like interesting choice that I made on the team. The rest <laughs> of the stuff is pretty boring. Tapu's and Arcanine and some ultra beasts. Sure.
0: Uh as for me probably not I'm not really into the competitive scene as much as as Will and Travis are. I've accepted my fate that I am not really Too good at it, but as for like attending regionals or future events, uh, I I hope I think there will be more of those this year for us. Whether that or not, that's specifically a regionals, but PAX or C two E two or or Midwest Gaming Classic, like those are definitely events that I'll be at. Uh, I'm happy to say that the PAX in Boston. Uh, will be the first time live featuring not only me because i 'm i 'm there at every event live obviously but uh will and Travis will both be there with me what and <laughs> that uh that is just really exciting and and something that uh we we got worked out very quickly and planned very quickly and so I know tickets have been sold out for PAX Boston. I believe we are speaking on Friday, I think at 2 p.m. So I don't know all the details there. I don't know if it's still possible to get day passes there or or whatnot. I know sometimes people buy a three-day pass, but they don't plan on going one of the two days. So they sell the... Well, what PAX does is they don't give you a universal pass. They give you three passes for each day. And so sometimes people don't go to Sunday or sometimes people don't go to Friday, so they sell those passes separately. Uh, I don't have all the details there, but uh, I do know if you can't attend PAX, obviously we'll have that recorded. Uh, but yeah, it's very exciting that for the first time, uh, Travis Will and I will all be at the same like event actually, actually presenting. It was really funny that when I went to the Seattle PAX, PAX West, and I spoke and did what i did you know mispronounce stuff and and whatnot uh we had a couple people come up to me after the show and they were like oh i really you know i really wanted to just meet will or i I, you know i was i was really expecting to see travis and i was like well i i'm here guys (laughs) but me (laughs)
2: but me
0: (laughs) but no that was uh that was i I get it i totally get it when i listen to podcasts there are Definitely, people that I like more than other people, or just people that I gel with better. <laughs> uh, no one gels with me, of course. I am the I'm the voice of disagreement on the shows, but that that is why you two are here because there are there is some there is some uh, ways to easily relate to you guys. Uh, just a reminder: if you're watching and you tweet at Pokemon, if you tweet hashtag PKMNCast, it will appear on our Twitch stream. Uh, just a reminder there. Next question here is I'm missing questions, so I'll circle back if I missed it. Uh, by M Dude 4:30, what is your favorite piece of music from Pokemon
2: Sun and Moon? That's a tough question because I, didn't I like pay that the much champions the theme music. that
1: was in. Yeah, I like the champions theme that was in all the trailers. I think that I mean it's sort of weird that I'm saying oh the song that was in the trailer, but They're like that song is da,
0: da, 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 da. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I think it's just awesome and doesn't have the, the aesthetic that a typical Pokemon song does. Not that Pokemon music in general is bad, but it's just a very new aesthetic that fits the new region in a cool way, and, I don't know, has a lot of energy to it.
2: Will? It, just, it, it hasn't suffused me yet for me to have something picked out as, as an individual. Like, you know... I, obviously for me the unova you know, the themes if you play something for me i can actually name exactly what song it is where it's from every trainer's eyes meet voice. yeah of course right no but it's like i have you like you know how you have songs in your playlists where like if it comes on you never skip it it's just like that kind of a song for you so, like, Isaris City for me, I can never skip that song. No matter if, like, I'm in the most horrible mood and listening to depressing, depressing movie, music and it, like that song comes on, it's like, I still have to listen to it. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just not there with Sun and Moon yet.
0: All right. Uh, I have said this before. I normally play the games with the volume pretty low, so I don't really hear the full range of, of music, but I do know that one... The two songs that stuck out stood out to me uh, was the Team Skull theme song, and then uh, Gladion's theme song, which I think is what is Gladion's like a slight. I can't remember. It's like slightly different than Team Skull, but shares a couple of the notes. Could be. Yeah, I don't really remember. I don't remember. I can't. Like I like both of them, but I'm not sure which one is which offhand. But yeah, those were the those were the songs that stood out to me. lysander O three asks. Uh, are we allowed to talk about post-game yet? No. Uh, we'll get to that eventually. Uh, read it and... Everyone dies, actually. Yeah, it's, it's really it's weird real for a Pokemon spoiler. game, but literally
1: every character just dies. <laughs>
0: it's real brutal. Uh, I have to, like, move. Are but... we only not talking about post-game because you haven't played the post-game yet, Steve? Hey, I talked to the girl with the purple hair standing next to the looker. Oh, Abigail? Yeah, no, that's... No, her name's not Abigail, is it?
2: Looker's boss.
0: Yeah, Looker's boss. No, isn't A's. her name Abigail? Is I don't remember it? what her name no, is. No, I thought it was shorter, but I did think it started with an A. Sorry, I have to like turn. My questions are over here. Uh, <laughs> justifying why I'm like messing with my mic. Read it and weep. Says, is a hot pocket a sandwich?
2: <sighs> Obviously not.
0: Period. Is it not? Obviously
2: not. Period. Done. No. The the, the breading is not independent in any way, shape, or form. Is a corn dog a sandwich? A Hot Pocket is basically a corn dog without a stick. Uh,
1: I want to apologize. Her name is Annabelle, not Abigail. And I realize I'm late and I'm not talking about, yeah.
0: No, that's fine. I knew it it started with the A I knew it wasn't Abigail. A Hot Pocket is not a sandwich. I have to agree with Will. A hot dog, on the other hand, possibly. Would you...
2: (laughs) I will leave right now and take... One third of your listeners with me. I know we. I know we asked. <laughs> know we asked this oh, you've got more of a poll than one third. <laughs> I know you're the, you're the
1: you're the fan favorite.
2: That's not true.
1: <laughs> you're the glue holding this ship together. Mm, that's mm. debatable.
0: Debatable. Uh, I know we've uh, we've answered this question before, but I I believe either Travis or Will wasn't here for this. I think uh, I think B Team's finest, Micah, was here uh midnight shadow says what is your favorite pokemon
2: merch you all own hmm. let me go into my bag of pokemon merch uh, <laughs> which i just happen to have you just happen- yes, this would be right here all right
0: that's pretty great what is that that's the world's 2016 binder uh
2: 2014 uh it is a notebook Still in the wrapper. Probably worth about $5 on eBay. Yep. You know what's worth a lot.
0: There were specific Timbuk2 Pokemon bags that went out to just like top. People who placed Top Cut or whatever they call it for the video game. I think it's still Top Cut. Uh, but those are worth quite a bit. Um, you can get Timbuk2 Pokemon stuff on Pokemoncenter.com, but it's not the same as this specific bag was, and I think they did it two or th- two or three years in a row, but I think it's a better looking bag it's it's black with with some embroider- embroiderment on it, but yeah, that's actually worth quite a bit.
2: Pretty Wait, much anything we're that in a is video own- format <laughs> anything right? that's we're own- in a video format, you guys vamp, you guys vamp.
0: All right uh, we are in a video format of course. Uh, <laughs> Will just left for those listening to audio anything that is top cut, specific, definitely worth money. Uh, Travis, do you have a favorite Pokemon merch as Will is off doing something? Probably my Woobat plushie. I like Woobat. It's not a Pokemon I talk about a lot,
1: but I really like it, and it saddens me that people just say it's it's annoying because they already don't like Zubat, so they automatically don't like Woobat and don't realize that Woobat and Swoobat are really cute. And then I have a Snorlax plushie that I like, too that it's one of those that has some memories tied to it because a friend bought it for me when we were in on a high school trip to disney world as steve is slowly raising a jirachi plush up into the frame but yeah so there i mean there, there are plushies that i have like memories associated with of like certain trips where i got them but um If we take those factors out of
2: it, probably the Wubat plushie is my favorite. So when I answered this question the first time, and I realized this is very special to me that I wanted to say this, I had talked about the gifts I got from Andrew in Japan. Um, And I talked about the Ferozki, which for some reason is probably like on the other side of my computer and I just can't find it right now. But he also gave me this little bag that I keep my 3DS in that has the X and Y starters in. Um, But I wanted to bring that up because he just had twins like yesterday. Which is really cool. Oh yeah! So congratulations to him on congratulations that. Congratulations, Andrew.
0: Congrats, Andrew. Wait, I, I you guys uh, talk. I got, I got my favorite <laughs> thing of merch.
2: Hold on. What? What, what was the word it you, it you called that? The... <sighs> a Ferozski? This is just a bag, but my, I, I like, I can't find the furoshki in enough time. Yeah, furoshki. So <laughs> he sounds like a Seinfeld episode.
1: Furoshki, furoshki ferozki now serenity now
2: so don't don't you understand as a philosophy student of virtually on the moon on the moon all right how many i mean the real question
0: how many cats do you think is what i'm about to hold up five (laughs) do you already know what it is yeah this is this is
1: video sir that's pretty good that's not five cats
0: well, mm. it's pretty big. Four. It's, I'll give it four. It's pretty big. Sorry, I was away from my mic. It's probably...
2: Each ear is one cat. Yeah. For the audio listener,
0: it's <laughs> a big... It's like
1: Pikachu <laughs> face, but face only. Covered
0: in cat hair, too, because my cat... Hold on, I got the This is Fine plush it, right it here, a, too.
1: Is it a pillow, or is it a plush?
0: It's, uh, I believe, it's on PokemonCenter.com right now. It's I think it's $40 it's a pillow did i ever tell you so i got this thing at gen con and they had a bunch of plushes at gen con like they had the the giant bulbasaur plush and squirtle and pikachu and then they had this pikachu head and it was i think it was priced at 30 29 maybe 29 or or something and i was like oh that's a that's a good price uh for that and so i was like i'll get that that's cool And I went to check out it and rang up. I I think rang up as fifty, and I was like, ah, that's fine. Like I'm already here. I'm not gonna. um, Here's my money. Just whatever. I just want to get out of line. I I pulled somebody aside who wasn't busy. That wasn't busy after after I purchased it. Purchased it. It it it. it. Just butchering words. I was like, hey. I just paid $50 for this and I pointed to it at the shelf and I was like, it's, it's labeled $29 over there. So either I was wrong up wrong or, or it's mis mis It's, it's not priced right. And I just don't want anyone in the future to, you know, try to buy that and then have the same issue I did. But maybe they just rang me up wrong. And he was like, Oh no, that's, that's totally, it is supposed to be 50, but you're right. It was mispriced. So they, they gave me a refund, but then they also gave me like 20% off for pointing out the issue or whatever. So it it came to like 20 bucks instead of like 50 bucks that it was supposed to be. Uh, it's like not my all time favorite piece of Pokemon merchandise, but it's, it's probably three cats big. So that in itself, Oh, here's the, this is fine. Dog cat ratio here. (laughs) (sighs) Throw them on the ground. Uh, yeah. So how many cat dogs is it? CatDog Cat was not a good TV show.
1: Uh, that, that does not answer my question. <laughs> and also, it wasn't that bad, if memory
2: serves. Oh, it was uh, awful. Oh, Com- was comparative it? comparative to other programs that were on at the same time. Yeah, yeah, Cat there, were, there were better the TV shows. Uh, Pat from Palette
0: says, What drives the three of you to keep such a dedicated interest in Pokemon games, as well as your Pokemon fans from ISC? The money. <laughs> <laughs> the The fame. <theme. laughs> i don't know i
1: i just really like pokemon (laughs) the games are the precise they have the precise formula of things that i like in video games they have characters that are well designed that i can easily fall in love with it has rpg it's an rpg so i can feel like i am growing with the characters it has interactivity so i can play with my friends it's got all of the things that I like and then add to that the fact that as each game comes out there's another layer of nostalgia that I'm tapping into whenever a new game comes out so it just happens to be a franchise that's perfectly tailored to the things I like so not that hard for me to continue to like it you know
0: well
2: anything from you I, I mean I just like the the people that we get to meet from doing this and you know that's you know playing Pokemon and enjoying the games and being able to talk about them gives me access to so many wonderful people who also enjoy the games and we can have that shared space for conversation that can then lead on to other conversations
0: that too yeah for me it's 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 a space of community like i don't it's hard to imagine what the community was like before slack because my days usually start and end with checking the slack and seeing everyone talk and be friendly and and just even last night when when Andrew our friend from Japan had his two kids and posted that he was a new father and everyone like congratulated him and he sh- he like took the time I'm sure there was a million people he texted or told but the fact that he took a moment to like show a picture of his new he had twins by the way of of his two new kids and like that was really special and that was really cool and uh the emails we get and just the community in general around this podcast has just been in itself something that's very motivating and something that gives me a reason to do it every week and then the of course the product itself is something i enjoy like i like the games i like the tv show For the most part, I mean, I'll complain about it, but I I did enjoy the time I spent uh, with the card game. I just like a lot of stuff about everything. And even though I only put 40 hours into Pokemon Sun, and I know most of our listeners put 200 or 400 or however many hours in the game, like that's still a good amount of time. And I can put, you know, 10 hours into Uncharted 4, or six hours into Duskers, or 20 hours into Monster Hunter. But the 40 hours I put into Pokemon are really like something I remember very, very well and something that I enjoyed. And it's also something I look forward to every three years or two years or however many they put it off. And I would probably. And when I played the card game, it was like every three months I looked forward to the new set and I was very excited and I spent a lot of money and. That's one of the reasons why I left that, but uh, it was still it's almost like Pokemon always gives you something to look forward to, whereas other franchises don't do that. Um, and that's kind of weird to say, because, you know, obviously other franchises continue and do more stuff. But there's just something about Pokemon where it's it's like every every week there's almost something new and obviously there's something new because we end up talking about something every week and there's usually one or two news articles every single week and that's just i don't know if a lot of other franchises have that if they're not like league of legends or wow or dota or you know something really really big uh but pokemon is something that's really big and i and people outside of the community might not see that uh i get asked that all the time of like oh you do a pokemon podcast what is there to talk about every week and it's like oh boy there's a lot to talk about every week um uh, <laughs> so that's my answer we managed to make three hour episodes not infrequently
2: so does anybody find it strange that andrew named his twins uh reuniclus and Gothitelle?
0: yeah it was, it was uh, <laughs> a little
2: odd, just a little odd you know i support his choice but you know Colma uh, five mean, fans unite but boy those version exclusive psychic pokemon that's a little odd uh Coma Five I
1: bet you could make some cute nicknames out of Reuniclus and Gothitelle. It could be like Rennie T- Renny and Telly. Alright.
0: You know you keep like, I mean there's something in there. Coma five says Wait well, I lost the question now. Can we see a Will vs Travis series on YouTube? Will <laughs> what is that? Oh as
2: that, you know literally something I was thinking earlier today is for the, the the defining thing between Travis and me is for as much as I love pedantry, Travis hates pedantry. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is our main sticking to the point. End.
1: <laughs> does this question mean does this question ask or want us to like fight I think like, I, I,
2: fisticuffs? I, I <laughs> I think it's like Pokemon I mean, we Battle. We know who's going to win that. There's, there's no question. <laughs> yeah, because no, yeah, I <laughs> will
0: lose. Like streaming Pokemon. Mm. Like a Pokemon Battle competition.
2: I mean, sure. Sure, we can do that. Give me some time to breed a team. Yeah, same. <laughs> It'll take me a while. But
0: Jay Kendall says, I'm considering getting into the TCG. Is it worth
2: it? It uh, depends on how rich you are. I mean, I love trading card games. If I could afford the Pokemon trading card game, I would still be playing the Pokemon trading card game, but it's, it's just too expensive for me to keep up with. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it... I, love, I love the gameplay. I like that it's, they always keep it balanced, and they always change it. You know, they're always introducing something new. It, it really doesn't get stale, but it's expensive.
0: This is what I would say. I would say that if you're thinking about getting into the TCG... I would say you should if you have one or two or even more friends that are willing to get into it with you, and then if you are getting to the TCG, it just depends on how uh, competitive or not—not so much being competitive, but if you wanted to like travel to competitions to at least hang out with people and do that because at the competitions at like regionals or or states or anything. Like there are side events with the card game that you can win prizes and stuff for, but if you don't have anyone to travel with or anyone to like split gas, split gas or or anything with, or even like hotels, if it's if it's far enough away, like Will and I met up in Indiana a couple times, and that was us driving like Will ten hours one way, me six hours the other way, and and like that cost adds up. So if it's definitely an expensive hobby if you plan on keeping up with it. Now, there is you could go the route of not buying booster packs and and playing and just buying cards for what decks are doing very well. And some decks are pretty cheap, uh, like the Zekrom electric deck, uh, which was very popular when Will and, I, Will and I was playing, was like a $15 deck if all, when, when all was said and done when you bought the cards. But there was a Mewtwo Darkrai deck right before Worlds, and that was about a $560 deck because Mewtwo and Darkrai were, were, were 60 to $70 a piece, and you needed four of each. So that's eight cards that are $60-some some each, uh, and that was the best deck at the time. Um, whereas Zekrom Electric, it was one of the best decks at the time. I actually think it won quite a bit, and it was like a $15 deck. So it, it just depends on, on, on money you want to spend uh somebody in chat asked what happened to glove window that was doodle oh, 43
2: there's glove window right there it's, it's just a regular window now it's but i was gone. also going to say if you get into tcgs and you're a regular person like me prepare for your home to be covered in playing stacks and stacks of playing cards <laughs> and playing card boxes that they come in um because you just keep buying them and you end up with a bunch of junk ones that you're never going to use. But you don't want to throw them away. I mean, they're nice cards that were printed.
0: Minichetto says, when is the next art show? Oh, boy. Right now, never. I shouldn't say. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I would say that if I was to do another. So the hardest part about the art show, I think, is the venue itself and finding a venue. I don't know. So I've done two art shows before, two Pokemon art shows. They were, uh, they were done for charities, both to Child's Play, both raised over $1,000 for Child's Play. Uh, actually, getting the artists and getting the art, that was actually surprisingly e- easy, especially for the first art show. I think I was in contact with 100 artists, uh, 70 or 68 of them came through, uh, and that was really great. But I had a venue that I found after a bunch of research and a bunch of talking to people and like going places and like sitting down and like waiting for them to give me the tour and seeing if it was okay, and then you know paying for the venue itself up front uh I had a venue called Bucket Works, which was really great that was the one that will was at, and it was like the 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 best size uh, not the best location but a pretty decent location and and we did the art show there and then i mean
1: i was there too it wasn't um, just I, will you know Travis, Travis <laughs> but was you there went too. to
0: both of them yes i did go to both of them oh you uh, didn't
1: go to battle city
0: no uh so then the, the the second art show uh which was about a year later we changed the theme um it was it was supposed to be at bucket works i i made all the promotional material i had you know a thousand posters printed and all these postcards printed, like five hundred postcards printed. Uh, it said this date, I don't remember the date, and it said Bucketworks. It had the address, and then two weeks after I printed all that stuff out, Bucketworks was like, "Hey, we're going out of business. We have no money. uh Sorry, you don't have a venue now." It was like, "Oh well, all right. Uh, I don't know. How I'm supposed to find a venue in like three months, but uh, here we go." And uh, a shout-out to Micah, who was somebody who helped me find a new venue, and we found a new venue, and I don't think it was as great as Bucketworks. Uh, it was definitely bigger, uh, and it was a lot more work to and money to reprint and do everything and, and, and move it all over. I don't think it was as successful as the first one. Uh, so would I want to do another art show? Yes. Uh, I don't think Milwaukee is the best place for that, uh, so it would have to be in another city whether or not if I move there or I can, you know, uh, work with another city that's, you know, an hour or two away like Chicago or something because I'm in the Milwaukee area. Uh, it would have to be something like that, and uh, the hardest part would be, you know, finding a venue, getting the time, and then working with artists after that, but really securing a venue is the the hardest part, and, and quite frankly, there's not... a there's not any good venues in Milwaukee that that I feel comfortable hosting an art show at. It's a Stallion thirteen says, Travis, what's the name of your other podcast? Arbitrary Archive. There you go. Oh
1: that's all was, right. that was that was <laughs> that was it's alright. It's a show. New episode probably
0: tomorrow. I'll edit it tonight. Uh Ty Lord asks in chat, what do you think? The future of Pokemon is going to be with the Nintendo Switch coming out, it being a console slash handheld combo sort of thing. Could we be seeing a big change in the way games look, gameplay,
2: etc.? Well, not a big change, a change back to single screen gaming the way it used to be. Back in my day, we only had one screen to work with and (laughs) we were happy with it. We just popped our menus up when we needed menus to be up and then the menus went up down when they needed to be down. And that's all fine.
1: Yeah, I don't know that it'll be that different. The graphical power of a Nintendo Switch is certainly stronger than that of a 3DS, but we're not talking about Xbox One or PS4 level hardware, right? I mean, this is... What are people saying? It's like something like a PS3 or an Xbox 360 in terms of graphical power, which is, you know, pretty good for something that can be mobile, but. I don't think it's I don't think the difference in graphics are necessarily going to inspire a vast revolution in gameplay. I think it's still gonna be Pokemon and we've already had a two three D Pokemon games, so probably just more of that, but a little nicer looking would be my anticipation.
0: If you have two three DSs, it doesn't matter if it's new, old, two DS. If you but if you have two 3DS is in your house and they both have different Pokemon games I would encourage you to pull up Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire on one and stand in a Pokemon center and then pull up Sun and Moon on the other and stand in a Pokemon center and you will see one of the most dramatical graphical differences between the two games even though they're like two years apart and yeah I would I am very excited if that can only get better uh if it moves the switch like that would be awesome cuz I don't think even though Sun and Moon looks significantly better than Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire I still don't think it's it's good enough uh but I would say the same about Monster Hunter like after seeing Monster Hunter 3U on Wii U and then going to, like, Monster Hunter 4 or Generations on 3DS. It's just that in the back of your head going, I know how good this can look, and I want that look.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, there are so many questions. Everyone's, uh, like, I'm, like, scrolling through, and people are like, Annabelle! Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's do, like, one or two more. I'm really sorry if I, like, missed your question, too,
2: by the way. Is that the song by... Um... The guy, the murder ballad, they called me the Wild Rose, but my name was Annabelle Lee. Is that,
0: is that the song? I like the name Annabelle. The B, I'm a fan of that name. Uh, B L Sizzle 90 says, how into Pokemon would you be today if you didn't have it super
2: effective? Hmm. That's a really good question. Uh, it's hard for me. Hmm. I i mean i probably wouldn't mm, no because i was doing com- competitions before i got involved with this crew uh, uh i'd still be playing the games Definitely. i'll tell a
0: story i might have told this before but uh maybe maybe i haven't but when i got back to back into pokemon it was <laughs> diamond and pearl i had a friend Nothing that- can stop you diamond and pearl i had a friend who talked me into getting back into pokemon because i fell out uh as as everyone knows i fell out during um, uh ruby and sapphire so he talked me into getting diamond and pearl and i thought okay like and again this was a long time ago i was like okay like i'm getting this kid's game but i'm doing it with a friend and even though that it's it's silly and probably not for us it, it should just be fun that we're playing this game together and my mindset was I remember playing red and blue with my sister when I was like 10 years old and that was like that was a very fond and strong childhood memory so for 3995 to do that again with with a friend I was living with uh, that seems to be that seems to be worth the the price of admission I got. I was very into Diamond and Pearl at the time. I went back. I played Fire Red and Leaf Green. I played uh, Ruby and Sapphire from start to finish. Uh, after that, and my friend fell off probably halfway through uh, Diamond. I think they got fast forward to a couple years later. Soul Sil- Heart Gold and Soul Silver were coming out. That where there was a year or two that passed where you know I didn't really think about Pokemon at all. Aaron, as as Older older listeners might know, uh, was the one that talked me into getting Pokemon at the time. I don't know if I've ever said that, but he was like, "Hey, we should get the new Pokemon games," and I was like, "Oh, I, did, like, I, I honestly didn't even know they were coming out at the time," and I was like, "Yeah, that sure, like that that seems fun." Again, that reminded me of when Diamond and Pearl came out, thirty nine ninety five price of admission for us to like play this for the entire weekend together and then never think of it again. And when Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver came out, we went to GameStop at 8 a.m. I think they had an early open, right? Because GameStop normally opens at 10. And so we got uh, Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver and we sat on my couch and we watched documentaries on Netflix all day and played Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver.
1: This yeah, is what, blowing my mind. Did seen really not exist until after Heart Gold and Soul Silver
0: yep. came out? Yeah, it existed after wow. Heart Gold Soul Silver. So, at the time, I was listening to a weekly gaming podcast uh, from 1up.com, which no longer exists. Uh, and I was very like very excited for them to talk about Pokemon because they always talk about what they've been playing. And they they skipped Pokemon. They didn't talk about it. And then the next week, they they skipped Pokemon. They didn't talk about it. And then. I was like I want to hear like I was very into podcast at the time I want to hear somebody talk about Pokemon and no one no one on that show did and finally I, I looked for Pokemon podcasts and I found a couple and you know most didn't do an episode in quite a while and I, I told the, the podcast I did find, which was by gamesRadar uh, was Pokemon Monday and I listened to that and, and it was fine. it was good. Uh, and then I decided like hey I should I should start my own podcast because uh, there's not that many out there. And I feel like I know Pokemon pretty well. At the fly. Surprise, I don't. Uh, as you guys listen to this, <laughs> uh, you guys all know way more than I do. Uh, but that's okay. But I... Even... Even... I will say this. Even if sometimes I... When there have been moments where I thought about like throwing in the towel with the show or taking some time off with the podcast or for example, when Pokemon conquest came out, I didn't play that at all. I bought it. I have it. It's on my shelf. I've I've played maybe 10 minutes of it. It's fun. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Even with all those moments up to that point, like it's so hard for me not to like Pokemon or smile about Pokemon. When I see like a new plush on the shelf at target or when I'm flipping through, uh, Netflix or Hulu and I see Pokemon come up and I turn on an episode like that. like, there's besides just the game even if i'm burnt out with the game there's so many other outlets to pokemon that make it enjoyable for me to and like slowly brings me back into like i was burnt out when omega ruby and omega ruby alpha sapphire came out like i was it just wasn't in the mood to play a pokemon game but that doesn't like i i didn't stop liking pokemon i just didn't feel like going through a a really bad version of of generation (laughs) three generation three is not that bad
2: too much water
1: I my as I said before, my New Year's, or maybe I just tweeted it. My New Year's resolution is to not get into arguments about Generation 3. So I will not say anything. Um, Gracefully abstain. Yep. You know, I have a similar story to Steve. I didn't fall out for Gen 3. I played that game. But it took some convincing for my, on my brother's behalf, him to convince me to buy diamond and pearl and then i did and i was right back in and hooked and especially after heart gold and soul silver came out those games were incredible i would just say that and because of that i think i wouldn't have fallen off pokemon again because they haven't really released a lot of bad games since then i mean i have my opinions like i think Black Two and White Two and Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire weren't as strong as some of the other games that were releasing around that time, but generally those games are still good um so I don't think I would have fallen off. I would say two things about what this show has done in reference to my enjoyment of Pokemon. The first is just that the amount of people it has allowed me to meet who are so on fire for Pokemon has made me love it more. I wouldn't have met all of these people. I would have just had my brother and a few friends from high school that were into pokemon for me to play with so giving me a large number of people who enjoy the same hobby as i do is obviously makes it more enjoyable and then i think doing this show every week meant that i never really took a break from pokemon like i might have after like there are some points where there haven't been a new game in a very long time, um and I think if this show hadn't existed, I probably just wouldn't be thinking about Pokemon until the new game came out. But that doesn't happen when you're talking about Pokemon news every week. Is Will asleep? Your eyes are <laughs> like asleep. closed. Both,
2: both our stories
0: just you
1: can't put them no put them to bed. See
2: them with my glasses. It's just they're not closed. Will, do you have a sad story or no? i don't have any sad story <laughs> i right. have always enjoyed playing pokemon yeah i probably wouldn't have gotten as deep into the competitive stuff without all the internet people that have helped me with that so there i mean fundamentally i wouldn't have been as deep
0: yeah well let's do some giveaways here some of you are still hanging out so that's awesome thank you for i figured this was going to be about two hours long we started we started a little bit late uh, Travis I'll have Travis prep the Pokemon of the week here uh, And as he does that We'll do some Oh, I'm ready Oh he's ready we'll do some giveaways I don't know how this works uh, Micah who has been moderating the chat as long, Along with Tyler They're, they're there So I'm going to hit this open button And I think if you type in Hashtag raffle uh, In chat uh, If I spelt it right That would be a thing uh that should put people in the raffle. Uh I entered myself in the raffle uh by doing that so hopefully uh, if if my account comes up and wins I'll just redraw. Uh so we'll do a giveaway for that. It'll be like stickers and magnets. Uh, I don't have any stickers on me. They're they're in the Snickers. other Stickers. Snickers. I love Snickers. And magnets. Uh <laughs> Like I said I have magnets here. Or coasters. They're definitely magnets. I don't have any stickers on my desk, and I don't really... uh, Trust me, I do have stickers and stuff. Uh, So, those will be in. So, uh, we'll draw that. So you guys can enter, and uh, I'll let... I'll try to find my stickers, actually. uh, But I'll let Travis run down our Pokemon of the Week right now.
1: Alright, our Pokemon of the Week is Marowak, specifically Alolan Marowak, because you can only use... Pokémon that are obtainable within Sun and Moon in the VGC format. So we're going to do Alolan Marowak here, one of the most popular Pokémon in the format right now, mostly because it checks a lot of popular Pokémon, notably Celesteela and Tapu Koko, especially Tapu Koko. The moves that we're going to use comes to us from Slowbro Trainer Brandon in our Pokémon of the Week Slack channel. Your item is going to be Thick Club, which is an item that specifically increases the attack of Marowak. The ability, and this is where things deviate a little bit from the standard set, the ability is going to be Rock Head, which prevents damage from recoil. The EVs are going to be 252 in attack and 252 in HP, with the four remaining in defense with an adamant nature. The moves will be Flare Blitz, Shadow Bone, Bone Meringue, and Double Edge taking advantage of Rockhead for Flare Blitz and Double Edge. Marowak is quite useful because with Bone Meringue, it can one-shot Tapu Koko, which is very good to do because it's the second most popular Pokemon in the format, and because it's a move that hits twice, it doesn't matter if they're using a Focus Sash, which Tapu Koko often will. Flare Blitz is there because you want a strong Fire-type, move and it also can ko celesteela which is a tricky pokemon to take out if you don't have something specifically to counter it shadow bone another good uh, same type attack bonus move to have and then double edge is in there uh, just for some coverage in case the pokemon resists your other moves and it takes advantage of rock head as well the more common set for Alolan Marowak is going to be with the Lightning Rod ability, and the reason you'd have that is because even though Alolan Marowak can just on its own pretty much counter Tapu Koko, the ability to prevent it, because Tapu Koko outspeeds Marowak, the ability to prevent it from using electric moves at all is very helpful, especially if you're pairing Alolan Marowak with a Water-type Pokemon. So you can send out a Water-type Pokemon even if you think they're going to send out Tapu Koko or another Electric-type if you have a Marowak with Lightning Rod there because Lightning Rod will take that Electric-type move and increase Alolan Marowak's special attack, dealing no damage, although not really going to take advantage of that special attack increase. Uh, the only exception is if the Pokemon uses a move uh like well specifically discharge because then a and marowak won't take damage but the your partner Pokemon will as discharge hits all of the Pokemon on the field. And the more common set is only slightly different. Instead of double edge you run protect. Uh but Shadow Bone, Flare Blitz, and Bone Meringue still get used. You still use Thick Club. It's pretty much the only item you would use on Marowak because it's it's specific item. And uh a lot of sets are the two hundred and fifty-two in HP and attack. Um there's some difference here and there if if people are only putting enough EVs in there to be able to KO Celestela. I think someone in the slack chat mentioned that. Yeah. Um Brandon Weisner says you only need one hundred and seventy-two EVs in attack if you're doing that adamant nature to be able to one hit Chaos Celestela. So if that's mainly why you're worried about, you could also build an EV spread that gives you a little more bulk or maybe a little more speed if you want to outspeed a specific thing. Um, but sometimes you don't want to do that because Marowak can be a good check to Trick Room teams because it's not that fast on its own. I think I said
0: most of the things, right? Did I do it? Did I do good? Yeah. I mean, I was setting up a raffle while you were saying that, so sure. I trust that you're... <laughs> Your description was good. Uh, Let me see if this works. Uh, I hit the draw button. Blink, blink, blink,
2: blink, 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 blink,
0: blink. Announce the winner in this chat. It does show up there. Of course, the first person I drew was myself, so uh, I drew again. (laughs) So there you go. We drew one person. Uh, We'll draw a couple more, too, so don't worry. So... Uh, R.S. Johnson seventy nine. If you were there, just uh, do that DM thing, that private message thing. I won't get to it till after the show, so just message me uh, on Twitch, and I will get it there. And if if you really want, you can actually if you DM me on Twitter, that would be even better. But you can DM me on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast or just message me uh, on Twitch, and I'll get to it after that. But congrats, uh, we'll we'll get you sorted out here. I'll actually take a screenshot of it just so I don't forget. Uh okay. And uh we'll do one more right now and then um I'll read some stuff about Pokemon of the Week and then we'll do a couple more. So uh let's hit this draw button and read it and weep. There you go. Man, what a great raffle tool. Uh big shout out to uh to Micah to letting me know that it worked. I think it worked. So far it worked. Uh so again uh, if you win, just uh, DM me on Twitter or uh, DM me in Twitch. Either way, I will get to it after the show. But some fun facts here about Marowak. Let me move this back in front of my face. Shiny, Mar- oh, shiny Marowak! You dropped the ball. Uh, shiny Marowak is green instead of tan. Looks like its skull is uh, is the same color, but. Yep, what that's... about shiny Alolan Marowak? It doesn't show it on Bulbapedia, which uh, is a bit come of a on, bummer. Bulbapedia. I don't know. Some trivia in Pokemon Red Blue Beta: Marowak was known as Gardia, the Spanish word for guardian. So, yeah, I'm probably saying that wrong. According to some Marowak Generation 2 and 4 Pokédex entries, somewhere exists a legendary Marowak graveyard. This is a reference to an elephant's graveyard of modern myth. That's pretty cool. And what else do we have here? Until the release of Pokemon Black and White 2, the appearance of Black and White Kyrio, Marowak is the only Pokemon in main games to be found in a location where it's not able to be caught at all. Which I think was in the Lavender Tower. Right. Wait, I, I was looking I was <laughs> trying to look at what Crooked Alolan toons. Marowak shiny
1: is, so I didn't I wasn't oh, okay. paying attention to you at all.
0: I'm pretty sure it was lavender tower. And final tidbit here is Alolan Marowak is the only dual type Pokemon with its pre-evolutions that share no types with it. People seem to really
2: like Alolan Marowak because it's cool. Oh no, I mean it's 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 cool. I, it's all right. Makes other like uh, fire ghost type Pokemon just look like garbage. shiny a little and marowak is purple
0: i'm like going through and like readjusting tweets here uh okay so there we go let's do a couple more raffles here and then uh we'll do some house cleaning oh i did get other stickers by the way look at these stickers are those Uh,
2: magnets or stickers no these are stickers oh i got one of those as a magnet uh i do have those
0: in magnet form i think i might be out i have these which uh, they're window stickers, so they go on, like, inside of windows, which are pretty cool. And then I, I have buttons left over, so when you win, you're gonna get, uh, you're gonna get, like, uh, I still have these buttons left for Pokemon Go. When you win, you don't get to pick what you get, you'll just get an assortment of stickers I think and you're buttons.
2: holding it too high for the webcam to see.
0: Uh, I have a At different I webcam for Twitch. That's- uh oh,
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's the one that makes him look good and makes us look like crap.
0: Yeah, no, no, mm, totally. Okay. Yep. Uh, okay, let's do another winner here. Uh that's gonna be midnight Shadow with two w's inside window stickers. yep, so there you go. you've won, and we'll probably do two more, but uh house cleaning as we wrap up here, and again, I'll pick a couple more uh winners. uh if you haven't done so already, uh we do have a subreddit that I've advertised at the bottom of the show R slash super effective. uh if you haven't left us a review in iTunes, we hit seven hundred and one reviews. And I am so happy Woo! that you guys uh, brought us there. It was really, really great. So thank you so much. Uh, the goal for 2017 is to get to 800 reviews. So we have 300 and some days, 99 reviews to go. I think it's totally doable. So th- again, thank you for everyone who left us a review in iTunes. If you haven't done so already, uh, please jump over to iTunes. Leave us a review. Uh, Walking the dog is our next winner here. So go ahead, DM me on Twitch and or on Twitter. Get you your stickers and stuff. Uh, I appreciate you guys all coming out and joining us for our 250... 250... Besides me talking, the stream has gone smoothly. Uh, That's the real downfall here is somehow I host and attempt to talk uh, week after week and somehow it's manageable to listen to Uh, If you guys want (laughs) more streams, live shows, or just uh, me playing games, or even maybe Travis or Will playing games, uh, let us know, uh, whether that's in Slack, or on Twitter, or on Facebook, or just let us know if you want more of this stuff, uh, because we can definitely do it. What else do we have for house cleaning? What else did I miss? Patreon.com slash It's Super Effective if you want to support the show. Twitter.com slash or just at Pokemon Podcast for Twitter, obviously. Let's pick another winner here. Oh my gosh. Don't crash on me. Here we go. Draw. Uh, Lysandre Oth... Nah, Greg doesn't get to win. No, 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 nah. no, no, no. Nah, Greg doesn't get to win. Greg That's already gets That's what happens
2: something. when you're part of the team. You don't yeah. get prizes anymore.
0: Nah, I'll probably send Greg something. Well, that we'll do a do-over. Greg, you will still get something, but we'll we'll do something else. Uh, Jibunani ninety-five, uh, go ahead and rip Greg. Go ahead and message me on Twitter. Uh, Travis and Will, do you have anything to wrap up before we wrap up? No?
2: Mm. I believe it's Jibunyan from Yokai Watch, but yeah, all right. That could oh, just that's the cat, me. isn't
0: it? That's the cat. Yes. The red one,
2: Jibunyan.
0: Yes. Cool. Uh, but that's pretty much our show for you guys today, so thank you so much for hanging out. If you want, like I said, if you want to see more live stuff like this, or just other stuff in general, please let me know. Uh, let Travis know, let Will know, let us know on Twitter and whatnot. Otherwise, and if you won, go ahead and message me, uh, and if you're listening to, if you made it to the end of this, uh, thank you so much for listening and or watching. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast.
2: And we are super, super Effective Virtually on the Moon On the Moon
1: Keep that dog clean in 2017 Bye <laughs> Make it stop Make it stop
2: <laughs>